When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hello, how are you today? I hope you are having a fabulous day. I am. I um, taught a class this morning and coached some of my clients. And I think being a coach is one of the best jobs in the world. I got to tell you, I love my clients so much. It is such a privilege being able to talk to them. I mean, they're just some of my best friends. <laughs> And I just think it on the screen. And my first thought is, I love this person so much. Um, there's just so many amazing people out there. There's so much goodness in the world and so many good people. And just people trying to be the best parent, the best version of themselves. And I'm just constantly impressed with my clients, with how um, they are just really continuing to strive and to make the best of their world and their circumstance and helping them find the joy in it. And you know, joy is the reason, you know, why we're here on this earth is to grow and to have joy and to really understand this human experience and our circumstances helps us understand us better. And I'm going to talk about something that is a little bit of a joy stealer today, something that steals our joy. And it's hard because it literally is part of like the pre-programming of your brain. Um, you think about like when you got your computer or your iPhone, um, like everything comes like with a package, right? A pre-programmed package. And what I'm talking about today came with your pre-package of your brain that the Lord created you to think this because it actually, this skill um, probably helped you survive and helps you survive, continue to survive. But it is a joy stiller and there is a better program out there that I want you to look at. And what I'm talking about is shoulds. Are you shooting yourself? Are you taking the joy out of your life? And I'm going to talk today in particular, are you shooting your LGBTQ child? Um, you know, I caught myself, even though I know should sentences are so destructive, but I caught myself thinking about this, about my son this week. And um, we are having um, him come visit and he has actually been dating somebody for over six months and he is bringing home the um, boyfriend for us to meet, which I think is amazing that we have that relationship, that he feels comfortable doing that. I'm so grateful for all the work we've done and the opportunity that we have to be in his life and to meet somebody who is important to him, to love on them. And um I was thinking in like just about the visit. And I was like, oh, he should know that this is not going to be acceptable. And he should know that this would not be okay with us. Like just kind of, you know, he's not, his lifestyle is a little bit different from my husband's eyes. And I was just thinking of things that I think he is doing in his life and thinking, oh, he should know like that shouldn't be happening in our family, in our home when he comes visits. And I had to stop myself and realize of like, no, why should he? right? Like, like I had to really respect that even though 
these are our boundaries and these are our rules. I can't assume that they're his boundaries and his rules and that he should do anything. And, you know, our brain is in such the habit of thinking in should sentences. Um, They should be, um, they should want to, they shouldn't, right? But it makes you feel horrible. And that assumption really creates um, problems in relationships. And so I really think should sentences are completely destructive. And I want you just to understand what should, what the definition in the Oxford English Dictionary is. It is, it's used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness. Typically, and this is the important part of the should sentences, when criticizing someone's actions, okay? Note that word criticism. I get was saying that we, the other people should know what is important to us. Um, it is really like assuming, right? And that is where it steals joy from thinking should sentences for yourself and should sentences for other people. And um, I want, you know, like last time I was, I was seeing just kind of what my brain's creating when I was thinking should. And then what it creates is it doesn't feel great because then after I think should, and then I'm thinking, well, that's what respect would be. This is what this person should act, right? I was creating the story of like, well, if he isn't doing this, then then he's not showing up how I want him to, right? I'm creating a story of how I think that my son should be living his life. And so, you know, it's so funny how this even shows up with like being a parent. Cause I was talking to one of my friends who, by the way, is an amazing mom who I'm always like, I wish I could be more like that person. And she was telling me she was really feeling guilty because she felt like she should want to make homemade pizza with her kids every Friday night and have family game night. And this came up in conversation because I was telling her that I was feeling guilty because I was thinking I should be doing something for my children and I wasn't. And I was just feeling like, I wish I wanted to do this. I know I should want to do this. And it's funny, even though I know better, I am still letting those should sentences steal my joy. And of course, they would be different for everyone, but should sentences usually result in us not showing up the way we want or not really enjoying the experience of the reality. Most time we are thinking shoulds is based on the story we're telling our brain of how we're doing it wrong or how somebody else is doing it wrong. So shoulds are an active form of criticism. Either you're using it for self-criticism for yourself when you're thinking you should be doing something or you're doing criticism of other people, how you think they should be showing up. So we are telling our brain the story that we are not good enough or they're not good enough where they are at. And when we're being this critical and rejecting of us and others, this is what creates that stress and anxiety in our minds and our bodies and in relationships. So I just want you to kind of be aware and be on to your shoulds, the shoulds, the oughts, the must. And I want you to try to replace them with some more encouraging thoughts, like stop letting the sentences completely steal your joy. So how can we change our shoulds? Okay. The first thing I want you to do is focus on the why, Um, you know, focus on the why you are thinking you should. Um, If you take my friend's example of the pizza game night I'm sure she wants to enjoy the time with her family and her thinking it should be her responsibility to make it happen was taking her joy away. So 
on in my instant, right? When I was saying my son should know that these are the rules and these are the boundaries, right? That would be taking the joy away of like his visit if I just assumed the should and didn't have a conversation before. So I want you to set an alarm in your brain every time you think you should or shouldn't, or if you're thinking your child should or shouldn't. Um, and when this alarm goes off, I just want you to stop and evaluate and be like, really? Maybe. Do you want to do it this way? And why? Like, do I want my son to know these rules? And why? Right? Do I want to do pizza and game night? And why? And focus on the why. When you get out of the should and focus on the why, if you find the reason you want to do it, then that creates the emotion. And then you do it. Like I was thinking, why do I want him to know this? Because I want this to be a smooth visit. Um, I want to enjoy the time when he's here without like awkward conversations with him being here. And so I was like, oh, if that's the why, then I actually probably shouldn't assume anything. Once again, should, right? I'm not going to assume anything and I'm going to take action and have a conversation, which I did. Picked up a phone, asked how I, what I could do to make this visit amazing. Um, you know, asked what kind of food they would want to eat. And then I just talked about, okay, and just you know, you know, we're like, we're not comfortable with this and this and that, right? We went into the rules and he was like, yeah, I get it. You know, and he even like, actually he didn't, some of the rules, I was surprised he was asking if they could do it. I was like, no, that probably won't won't be okay ever in our house. So what you do is when you stop shooting of how other people should be thinking, how they should be acting, it gives you then the why of like, oh, why do, why would, why do I think they should be doing this? Then you focus on that emotion of like, oh, because I want them to feel this way or I want to feel this way. And if you could find the reason you want to do it, create that emotion, then do it. When you want to do it, then you're enjoying the experience so much more because there'll be no feeling of resentment. Okay. Absolutely. Resentment feels horrible. And this is what derives your resentment, the should sentences. Okay. The second step to get out of the shoulds is focus on the how. Instead of having a should sentence, I want you to think creatively of the how. Stop the thought I should be doing or they should be doing. And I want you to think, how can I, how can I help them without feeling the obligation of the should? Okay. You take the instant of my conversation with my son where I was like, how can I help him have a great visit at home? And that was literally having a conversation and not assuming anything and just being honest and really light about it. And I like to think, how can I enjoy the evening with my family where I'm happy and they are happy? How can my son enjoy the visit at home where he's happy and they're happy? Instead of shoulding, I focus on the how. So getting out of the should and getting into the how. You find the emotion you want to create and then you get creative with the how, okay? That's the second two, finding the how. The second step. The third step is be curious. Curiosity is one of the best emotions that you can work on and create and develop about yourself and about other people, where you are not getting out of your brain of like the certainty of what people are thinking, of how they're acting, and you just get more curious of like, hmm, I wonder why I'm thinking that or wonder why they're thinking that. So you focus on loving yourself like where you're at and where other people are at. You don't think they should be different than they are. You don't think you should be different than you are. I used to think that I shouldn't feel judgment and resentment. In fact, when it ever came up, every time I was feeling this way, I would beat myself and say, you know, this isn't being Christian. This isn't the person I want to be. And I would tell myself I was doing it wrong. And I would really try to quickly switch my thoughts to those feelings. So those feelings of judgment would go away, right? 
Um, but that just produced more judgment of myself. I really didn't lessen the original judgment because I never really got to why I was judging that person. And usually, um, or judgment of myself. And it was always coming from probably a place of me feeling inadequate, me not feeling um, whether I'm judging myself or judging other people. It is a feeling of like some type of validation that I'm not producing for myself. So could I, wouldn't I like just kind of stay curious of like, oh, why am I judging that person for this? Or why am I judging myself for this? Then that kind of kept me in flow and it made me uncover the underneath really what I was lacking, really what I was um, needing in that moment, because it all comes back to some type of need that is important to your brain and to yourself and for validation. So now I really try to stay curious and accept my thoughts. And instead of telling myself, "Ah, I should be feeling this way, or they shouldn't be feeling this way or thinking like, I take a step back and say, okay, I'm feeling and thinking. I wonder why that's happening. What's going on for me? Or they're feeling upset. Like instead of mirroring their upset, I'm like, wonder what's going on for them. Why is this so upsetting for them? So I try to realize what is going on with compassion and without additional judgment. I just stay curious. I stay open. And when I remove the word should from my vocabulary, it then produces this really loose feeling around people of um, just an awe of wherever they're at of like, oh, like this is so fun to see and to witness just this person where they're at. Okay. Um, This is going to take time. It's going to take patience and it's going to take practice, but it is possible. And it really comes with some great rewards for yourself and for your relationships. Replacing should with more helpful dialogue will lead to a kinder relationship with yourself, kinder relationship to other people, and you will be able to enjoy the experience of yourself and experience of other people around you. And so once you stop your should sentences, you'll be amazed at how much love Um, how much less you are thinking thoughts of what others should or should be doing, right? So starting with yourself, that's what I would suggest is start with yourself of like, how are you shitting yourself? Where are you um, being so self-critical of yourself? And this gives you the framework, the ability then to question it with your spouse, with your children, with your friends. Um, And there isn't a set of rules that says how anybody is supposed to show up in the world. You know, we really all choose different stories and different belief systems of how people should show up on expectations. And those stories that we tell our brain is really what causes us um, discontent and disconnect in relationships. Um, I am really good at this now with my husband. Uh, I, whenever I think John should, I literally say, who says he is an adult? Why do I think he should do any differently than he is doing it. He likes to make his own decisions just like I do. He wants to be able to be in charge of his own life just like I am. And that really has set a different tone for our marriage because I never really get angry when I'm feeling disappointment or angry at him. I'm just like, oh, it was my expectations. It wasn't that he did it wrong. It was I was thinking that he should be doing it differently. And my thinking is what needs to change. Um, So be very careful of how you're choosing the rules and the story about your children, especially your LGBTQ children, because they might be living a very different lifestyle than you thought they would. They might be representing their faith differently. Um, They might be representing uh, physically differently. 
And this is what causes your emotions around them. Your should sentences are what's going to create dislike, um, disappointment, um, all those feelings that they will feel that energy. They will pick up on that if you are thinking they should. Um, my challenges for you is to notice how many times you think a should sentence. So I want you to take this challenge of like just tomorrow and just when you're thinking about yourself, should, if you're shooting yourself, I just want you to see if you could keep a count, keep a count on your phone. How many times should comes up in your mind and your patterns of thinking of for yourself and for other people. And just then notice how you feel when you think that thought and then realize that is a choice. That is a choice you could continue to make. Or you could start breaking the pattern and breaking up with should sentences and make another choice and like the reason for it. And you will find what I have found. You will be amazed with how just doing this simple challenge can increase your joy. It is a small thing, but literally it's changed my life. Like when I was, um, you know, and it could be dieting or exercising where you're like, you should eat healthy or you should exercise. That is like bullying yourself there and it never is sustainable. But when you go to like, why do I want to exercise? Why do I want to um, eat healthy? And then you figure out the how, how, right? And then you're just curious when you're not doing it. Like, what's going on with you? Why aren't you doing these? It's not shooting. It's like, there's something that is off for you. And so then you get to the problem a lot easier and in a lot more loving way. And it's sustainable for you in your life because you're starting to figure out patterns of your emotions and your thinking. So. If you need help with cleaning out and questioning your personal should sentences, come join me and lift it together. Um, this is the kind of work we do in the community where all of these emotional tools really change your relationship. They just exchange, change your experience of life. You know, I think one of the greatest compliments and my clients tell me all this time, they're like, okay, I have like Jenny, your voice in my head. I'm like, I'm sorry, but they're like, no, this really helps me because when I catch myself like doing a should sentence, I'm like, oh, Jenny would say this. And that gets me back to that healthier relationship I want with myself. Like I, I want, you know, I have become an expert on questioning the shoulds and it has brought me so much joy in my life. And I will help you do that because you are probably adding additional pain and um, not being able to enjoy your life as it really is because just of the pattern of your thinking and everybody just should be, I constantly work every day on my thoughts and my thinking because my brain creates crazy every day. <laughs> it's like cleaning your teeth. I can't just brush my teeth once for the whole week. I have to work on it every day, my teeth and just like that with your thinking. So come join me in liftittogether.com and find out how amazing really this is life-changing and it will make all of your situations, your circumstances, your relationships up tiered. I promise you. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lift It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions, and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.